The following podcast is produced or sponsored by a community member. The content views and opinions expressed are those of the participants and do not reflect those of BMC or the town of Belmont. BMC welcomes your comments. Call us at 617-484-2443 or email us at access at belmontmedia.org. Hello again, and welcome to another edition of the TOST Toddcast with Coach Q right here on the Belmont Media Podcast Network and also simulcast on BMC channels 8, 9, 28, and 29 and whatever other channels are out there. I'm Todd Bloniars alongside Belmont High School head football coach Jan Human. Once again, want to remind all of our listeners and viewers out there, I keep forgetting it. I set up for one camera today, so don't adjust your sets. We're not going to be switching shots. Uh, little camera issues uh, this morning as we are uh, recording this. But uh, these are weekly. Uh, these weekly sit-down shows are interactive with the coach. So uh, please, if you have any questions, log on to Twitter. I know you're out there because you're you're liking the tweets uh, and everything. So you're out there on tw- you're out there in the Twitterverse. Uh, log on. Use the hashtag Q's for Q which I actually have a handy-dandy graphic for now. There it is. There's the hashtag. So we'll leave that up for a while. So you guys, as you're watching, if you want to log on to Twitter, have questions for the coach for our next show, uh, again, we have them on every week uh, during the season. You can also uh, follow Coach Q on Twitter. at under, uh, It's at Q underscore Coach. And BHS Football is at Marauder F-Ball. You can also follow Timeout for Sports Talk on Twitter. Our handle is at TOSTBMC. You can find the links to the programs every week uh, during the football season. Links are also posted on our TOST Facebook page, which, where you can become a fan. Search Time Out for Sports Talk. Well, Coach, uh, good to have you in here. Good to uh, be back. Good to be back. Always good to have you back here. And, uh, well, unfortunately, uh, it was a loss, but uh, certainly a lot more entertaining game at Reading yeah. last week than the uh, – the Woburn uh, effort the week before, and uh, I will say this, uh, if it wasn't uh, for giving up big plays, I mean, you guys might have won in a runaway. I mean, I'm looking at all of Redding's scores. Uh, there was a, what, a 48-yard uh, touchdown pass, uh, a 90-yard kickoff return, as it was at least listed uh, in the, the Boston Herald, a uh, 66-yard touchdown pass, a 75-yard touchdown pass, and then, oh, the small play was a 23-yard touchdown run. <laughs> so, uh yeah, uh, I mean, do we want to start with the bad before we get into all the good? Oh, why not? That's you know, fine. Again, it's, it's my, my ever-going my ever going audition for being a sports talk show host in Boston. So <laughs> we'll start with all the bad. And then you got to um, talk about the bad all the time, if that's what you're going <laughs> Well, that's true. No, that's we'll we'll get to some good stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll start there. I mean, again, great effort. I mean, the other thing is, I mean, you guys... You know, as I said, you, you fought for the whole 44 minutes. Yeah. Um, you know, it was a lot of hard effort. I guess sum up uh, the team's performance and then maybe kind of lead into uh, what happened just on, on all those uh, the big plays. I mean, yeah, I mean, guys I'm, were wide open. It yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm wicked proud of our guys. Um, you know, we talked a lot this week about kind of coming back and, and rebounding, um, coming back and rebounding from a, a very tough Woburn performance and something that we obviously didn't necessarily want to hang our hat on. Um, so, you know, for our guys to come back in and, and play really dedicated football game and an effort rooted football game and, and to, to, you know, find a little bit of what our identity, um, has been in the past and find a little bit of what our identity is, was really great. Um, so I'm really, really proud of those guys for, for doing that. Um, with regards to the big plays, you know, yeah, I mean, we look at that that game defensively and say, I didn't really feel like Redding had a ton of sustained drives on us. Um, I thought we were pretty stout. 
uh, defensively, actually, a lot of the time. Um, but the big plays killed us, and they were kind of – a bunch of them were kind of individual personal mistakes. Uh, the first pass – Touchdown, they ran a, a motion where they took the slot guy and repositioned him to the outside, and uh, one of our defensive backs misread that motion and what our rules were for their motions and did the wrong thing, which left a, a seam route uncovered all the way up the field. So mental mistake does that. Uh, they had a slant that they ran for a touchdown that our corner was just a little bit lazy to, um, and our our safety took a bad angle to the to the bottom hip as opposed to the top hip and wasn't able to kind of provide support. Um, the kickoff return, that guy had to run through, you know, two or three tackles that were poor tackles, you know, in order for that um, to happen. And then the last big touchdown pass that they had was a jet action, which we had seen all week and had been preaching all week to our DBs. You know, don't, don't, uh, don't keep your eyes in that backfield on your read keys. You know, one of the things we say a lot is uh, skinny kids lie, fat kids don't lie. You know, and so keep your eyes on that offensive line. They're going to tell you what they're doing, you know. And uh, one of our safeties didn't do that and came flying up on the jet action. And then there was a seam release and, you know, we we're in man coverage in that particular play. There was no support and uh, off to the races he went. So, you know, definitely proud of our guys. Really excited about the fact that we were able to kind of find ourselves again. Um, that's the team I know. That's the team I've been coaching this, you know, six weeks going into this season um that's the team i've seen on the game field they put everything they had into that game you know and i'm proud of the effort and i'm proud of the result i'm not proud of the result in the sense that it's a loss but i'm, I'm proud that you know when their local paper picks you to lose 35 to 7 and it clearly was not a 35 to 7 football game um for me i'm i'm always excited to be able to say you know this is the team that we are and and hopefully um you know people are are kind of taking notice of that um so yeah, I was proud. I was proud of the boys, and and you should be. Two points though uh, from what you just said. Uh, first of all, the first two Reading touchdowns were both scored by uh, senior Pat Conroy, who uh, I, I was at the game taking uh, very uh, careful notes here, <laughs> uh, copious notes, as a, a lot, <laughs> lot of notes here. And as I was taking those notes, uh, Karen Shea, shout out to Karen Shea. Uh, Mother of Connor Shea, uh, friends of Belmont football. Uh, Karen at one point said, uh, I, I think it was later in the game, is Pat Conroy the only guy out on that field? <laughs> <laughs> she said that, and uh, it felt that way early on because obviously he scored the 48-yard, he caught the 48-yard touchdown pass. He had the 90-yard kickoff return, uh, the two plays you mentioned. The other thing you brought up was uh, inside slants. It, it felt like every time they ran an inside slant, it was like there was a – you guys – made tackles on some of them, but boy, they kept running that play. I think they noticed some sort of weakness there because a couple times, I mean, you know, somebody on, on the Marauders has to make a tackle or else it looks like, again, there's nobody behind, uh, you know, that tackler mm -hmm. and the guy would have been, I mean, there could have been more. Yeah, big I mean, plays I think that like when, when they, when they run a spread offense, obviously, and uh, a lot of what they do is rooted in, you know, what you can call it a lot of different things. We call it dart option. Um, which is this kind of it's really like a veer triple option where they're they're they've got an option to the inside with a backside guard pole. The quarterback has the option to keep around the edge or right off the C gap, and then there's usually a, either a pitch man or a, a wide receiver running kind of a tunnel or a screen concept out there to create the third option. And so you know we were looking at that in alignment and saying really you know this is kind of more than not what this team really wants to establish. So let's get that out of their out of their package as best we can and in order to do that um we had to put some guys 
less in pass support positions, right? And, and a little bit more in like run alignment support positions. So, you know, when they were like running out of their trip set, you would see our safety kind of creeping a little bit towards the weak side because there was nobody there um, outside of the defensive end to provide overhang support um, in case they trot, trotted the option back out to the weak side, for example. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, our corners in man have to do a, a, a better job of short route recognition and, and closing to the hips and playing on the football and coach barge knows that you know he's he's a proud guy he he you know wasn't happy with his unit's performance um and neither was i and neither were they right i mean they're not they're not happy anytime you let you know three touchdowns through the air <laughs> you know they're not they're not satisfied with what they did so yeah i mean i just think that's something that we need to get a little bit better at technique wise and push our guys who are out there right now and give them a little bit of motivation with the guys who are behind them maybe coming in and getting a little bit of challenge rep over the course of this week. And uh, I have all the faith in the world that, you know, that's a little piece of our cover package that's going to get cleaned up because Winchester's a spread team. They'll probably huck the ball around a little too. All right. Now now to, uh, okay, first of all, uh, with two and a half minutes left in the first half, you guys were down 21 to three, and it was starting to kind of look like the Woburn game again as far as the score. I mean, they're pulling away. Now we get to the good stuff. Uh, you guys showed an awful lot of heart and fight. I mean, you get that big touchdown uh, before the end of the half, a seven-play, 75-yard drive that took less than two minutes. In fact, you guys scored four touchdowns, uh, again, third straight week, or not sorry, third week in the first four weeks that you guys scored four touchdowns. Uh, this week they were all offensive, and in fact, your longest scoring drive, I think, was 319. Your other three scoring drives, which were all fairly long, I mean, they were all 74 yards or longer, but they were all under two minutes. This one, seven plays, 75 yards, and, uh, you know, you, you guys uh, marched, as I said, you know, you march in for the score, and all of a sudden it's 21-10 at the half. Uh, a different picture for sure, and uh, just talk about that. I mean, Killian O'Connell was kind of helped keep you in the game, and this was his game for all the uh, touchdown love. He scores three touchdowns. Uh, he and Rakai Joseph now even in that category for the season, and O'Connell with uh, 131 yards rushing on 19 carries, and he had a couple big runs in that uh, first half and uh, even on that, uh, that last scoring drive to close out the first half. Yeah. Um, you know, I think our offense had a great day. Um, it, it started with uh, a little bit slow getting off the schneid there, um, through the air especially um, but we picked it up and and started to get into you know we talked last week Todd about how it felt like there really wasn't a sense of rhythm to our offense in the Woburn game which I would agree with I felt that there was a good sense of rhythm in this game right <clears throat> even in drives that didn't pan out there was a sense of rhythm I mean we were going right we, we didn't have these long uh, discussion moments and and it, it, I think we were more confident in what it is that we wanted to do um, you know, a lot of credit goes to, to the coaching staff first, to be honest. Uh, we did a lot of work game planning offensively and defensively uh, for this week. Did a better job. Did the job that we should have done against Woburn. Um, and created packages and, and sequencings that we thought worked well together and had a play sheet that was a little bit easier to operate off of, I think. Um, Coach Avery was on the call. It was the first time in his career that he was on the call. Um, I was assisting him, um, you know, and it's his first time doing it. He's a young guy. So, again, we did a ton of work to make sure that the structures were there for him to follow, and we stayed on those structures until we felt like we had to make an adjustment. 
you know, and then he kind of got the got the butt tap and the go call, buddy. You know, feel feel it feel it out a little bit here, you know, um, and make some adjustments. And he did a great job of that. So I'm really proud of Coach Avery, man. That's not an easy thing to do. Um, first time out doing it against a quality opponent, and he got us 418 yards of total offense um, and and four TDs. So he deserves a ton of kudos for that. Um, I thought the offense as a whole just had a better day. Starting with the five guys up front, I mean, we threw the gauntlet down in film against them on Woburn. We were a poor offensive line. That's not indicative of who we are. They came out in this game and um, and played, you know, and really took the challenge that they had to, you know, put the team on their back, so to speak, a little bit and do their job up front. Okay, quick, uh, I'm going to deviate off my script from something you just said. You talked about the offensive line. Let's bring that up. You had hinted there might be some changes coming into this week. Uh, one that maybe I didn't expect necessarily left guard looked like uh, Brown was uh, pre- Derek Brown was pretty much just playing defense, which certainly seemed to help him because he had three big tackles for loss. I don't know if that maybe the fact he wasn't playing O-line and D-line maybe was a little more refreshed. It allowed him to make big plays defensively. Uh, but So you made the switch. Uh, I forgot who, uh, who went in. Oh yeah, Hoffman. Hoffman. Right. Okay. So you you liked the play? Is that something you think might be permanent? You just hit your, he had a good week of practice. Yeah. I mean, we go of... week to week, right? We teach our guys that you, your job is never secure, right? And and the the moment that you start to think your job is secure is the moment that you lose it. <clears throat> and um, you know, we went out to practice this week and had a couple of issues at that spot, um, mental rep issues, you know, block assignment issues. Um, and, you know, you always get an opportunity to redeem yourself. Um, we're not seeing one mistake and then pulling a kid and saying, that's it, you're off the starting unit, you know. But uh, D had a little bit of a rough week on the offensive side of the ball um, with regards to his mental rep and um, came in the day after he got he got pulled and Hoffman took that spot and he came in with his whole playbook printed out like it should have been and I uh, said, I've been reading this now, Coach. I, I, since you took my spot away, I've been reading this. And I go, I love it, man. That's what we want. Um, and Hoff stepped in and did a great job. You know, I think our, our line operated technique-wise a little bit more cleanly than it had. Um, and I'm not saying that last week was Derek. <laughs> last week was the entire offensive line. Sure. I mean, um, you had over 400 yards of total yeah, offense. So but yeah, in, a, so. in a spread structure right here, you know, assignment football is really, really important. This isn't a wall of mud offense, right? It's not kind of this, like – packed in offense where you're just running everybody behind a wedge or something trying to get yards you know everything is kind of assignment based um so I thought that 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 uh Hoff did a great job and um I agree with you Todd I think that that Derek had a little bit of extra juice you know he's not playing both sides of the ball he wasn't exhausted he was fresh for defense we were able to he was also mad that he got his starting o-line spot his left guard spot taken away probably doesn't probably doesn't hurt um but no he I I was really proud to some of the Reading uh, skill players I was proud of Derek too man that's not an easy thing to do you know like to lose one of your spots and then you know you're a two-way starter now you're a one-way starter he didn't check out he, he didn't like trim his effort down. He didn't want to play any less. You know, he went out there and he did his job on the defensive side of the ball. We were able to get him free on a couple of stunts. You know, he was able to make a couple of big tackles for loss um, in the Reading run game. And I'm really proud of him. I'm proud of Hoff. You know, he's a little pork pie guard and um, went out there and, and had some good rep against a bigger defensive lineman, you know, much bigger than he. He's proving, I think, that technique is the great equalizer. And, uh, and I'm proud of Derek for, A, redoubling his efforts going into next week to try and win his spot back because he wants it, and, B, not allowing that decision on the offensive side of the ball to affect his attitude or his play on the defensive side of the ball 
um, shows a lot of maturity in that kid. He's a really bright young man um, and a really good kid. I'm a huge Derek Brown guy. I think that he's he's a really special he's a special dude. I liked what he yeah I, like, I mean I had him down for three tackles for loss. Uh, very you know he just busted through the line and really broke up some uh, some plays for Redding there. Uh, as for Ryan Hoffman, maybe he'll uh, bring the pork pie hat back into style. Maybe, maybe. start wearing that. I've a, always called a uh, when I get these kind of little short guards and centers usually i got it from coach almeida he used to call them little pork pies okay um so i've called them pork pies since then all right i don't really know why (laughs) i have plenty other stuff to talk about so we're not going to go on that tangent uh you know the thing about that second quarter you guys i mean a lot you know you're down the 21-3 you get that last touchdown to close out the half and you can say hey that's great um the one thing I will say, though, I looked at the time of possession in that second quarter. You guys had the ball for a little over nine minutes, and Redding had the ball for a little under two minutes. Love it. And yet they outscored you 14-10 to 10 in the quarter. Don't love that. No. Uh, again, the oh, big, big play. Big plays. Big plays don't take a lot of time, right? That, that was it. But hopefully, uh, you know, the fact that you guys outtimed them in that second quarter, that kind of maybe was a sign of the way things would, would play out in the second half, even though I think second half time of possession was in favor of Redding. Yeah. We'll get to that a little later. They had a couple of big drives to help uh, – chew up some clock but again you know Redding gets the ball to start the second half because you guys won the toss elected to receive again and even though you didn't you didn't score it uh, you know so anyway uh, to start the game now they uh you hold them three and out and uh that was you a know, big I, series there was a holding penalty in there on Redding which certainly helped and turned it into like a long and you know like second third and 20 situation uh but then you guys get the ball back with 936 to go uh, and uh, Killian O'Connell busts one, a 37-yard touchdown run. Uh, again, a, a drive that took a little under two minutes, uh, five plays, 74 yards, and you're, you're right back in the game. Now, interesting thing here. You scored with a little under eight minutes to go in the third quarter. Again, this is me. I'm going to throw on my second-guess hat because that's what I'm supposed to do. You went for two here. Now, I know mm-hmm. the book would say, okay, if you go for the extra point, you're down four. What's the big difference between de- being down four or five? But this kind of comes back to what I've also heard many times from from TV announcers. You know, uh, some of the analysts will talk about chasing the points. And by going for the two there and not getting it, you sort of had to then kind of keep going for two later on. So, I mean, I just well, – at that point in the game, there's almost 19 minutes of football left. It, it feels like maybe that's a little early to go for two, but what was your thinking about that? Um, it was 21-16 when we scored. Right. We kick the extra point as 21-17. We're down four. We okay. get the two-point conversion as 21-18. We can kick a field goal, tie the game. Sure. Okay. And I get that. And earlier, you know, in the first half, Hampton Trout booted a 41-yard. That was a nice kick, Yeah, too. I mean, we're but, just uh, – that that's the only thing we're really looking at, you yeah. know. I mean, I'm, I'm just looking at the numbers, you know. So, it, it's not – if that's in the first quarter or the second quarter, we probably just kick the points. Um, that was the third, you know, you don't know yeah. what, you don't know what scoring is going to look like no, that's the, re- true. the rest of the way here, man. So if nobody, if nobody gets into the end zone for the next 14 minutes, 12 minutes, and all of a sudden you find yourself halfway through the fourth quarter with the ball making a drive and you're down four. Yeah. Everybody's right. si- everybody's sitting in here going, well, man, he should have gone for two the last time he scored and got in the end zone and made it a three point game so he could kick a field goal. So, yeah. you know, I think that, that, okay. that my, my response would be, you know, we never know when we're going to get. You never know when that score is going to be the last score until the last drive. You know, like that's kind of sure. one of our second half philosophies. So, you know, we thought we had an offense that could get in there and um, make it a three point game. We know we got a kicker. Hampy kicked the 40 plus uh, field goal in the first half. And, you know, we just wanted to put ourselves in a position that if that was it in terms of scoring, 
um, until our last opportunity to score that a field goal would be able to take us to OT. Okay. Um, it's, and it's just, it, you know, I, again, I just feel like I had to throw the second guess yeah. hat on, do which it. I like to do. Do it. So there you go. I mean, you know, again, it's the whole, yeah, in the fourth quarter, I'm definitely with you a thousand percent. Yep. You, you, you definitely go for two in that spot because you're talking about limited number of possessions. Here, 19 minutes or so left. Okay. Anyway, a lot of time, that's for why, sure. Right. Um, but that's why we did it, you yep. know. Um, okay. And for us, with like two point stuff like that, I mean, Despite the fact that they took a two-point to the house, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Uh, well, um, I was about to lead into that. It's, yes. a risk, it's, a, it's a risk-reward scenario. You know, like, okay, we get the two, we're down three. We don't get the two, we're down four, yeah. five, right? Six, 16, what was it? Sorry. What, if you it get was, the two, you're right. Okay, you're down three, and then you score yeah, the next yeah. touchdown. So we're down, five, up, so we're down five, right? So, it, like, in the, in the risk-reward stuff, if we don't get it, we're down five, right? 21-16. Right. Okay. So yes, if we correct. don't, if we don't yes, get the did. two, we're down five. A touchdown right. gives yeah. us the lead. Correct. Which which happens if we if we kick the extra point and we get it, we still need a touchdown to give us the lead. Which you got on your next offensive series, right. and if you kicked another, and extra if we don't, point there you're and up. And if we and if we do get it, if we do get it, right? Yeah. Then we're yeah. we got we're we're nursing a field goal lead. You right, know, I, I understand that, but again, so risk reward wise, it's the we're whole okay with yeah it. percentages of an extra point with a good kicker like you guys have versus going for two. That just say. but anyway, let's get to the okay. So so it's twenty one sixteen, and then Derek Brown, uh, I think he had two of his three tackles for loss on the next series. Uh, you know, again, uh, relatively short drive for Redding, and then uh, you guys get the ball right back at your own ten yard line. I mean, here we here it is like l- yeah. now it's late third quarter. And if I remember correctly, let me remember. Okay, yeah, this was the uh, drive, right? Uh, Avery Arno, uh, who uh, did run for 64 yards, as you said, 62 of them came on the first play. Okay, talk about that play really quick. Uh, Arno, like he just ran out all of a sudden, and there was like <laughs> nobody there. Yeah. And then I mean, he must have felt like he was wearing a piano strap to his back as he was trying to outrun the defenders down the field. You know, he's quarterback fast, but he ain't running back fast. Right. You know? <laughs> um, no, you know, it was just a read. It was a read play. He made the right read. Uh, Reading was had been all game, and we saw we talked about it in halftime, right? Like they had all game been uber aggressive to our zone play, right? Because we hadn't kept it, you know. So they're just the ends are crashing inside, and the two linebackers are flowing downhill hard, boy. You can I just saw that cut on film and watched it a bunch of times last night. The two linebackers just come straight down into the wash, um, and Arno made a great read and pulled it and went around the edge. You know, um, it's exactly what we need him to do. In those situations, kind of took us back to that first scrimmage, you know, when we flexed some of that stuff um, against Malden Catholic. And, yeah, I mean, I, he went straight up the seam. There's nobody there. Yeah. Right. Well, it's hucking, get, hucking 60 yards. It was, it, it was it was a great play, and it obviously uh, completed uh, an eight-yard, 90 uh uh, eight play 90 yard scoring drive again only took uh, 319 because of Arno's big run uh, finished with Killian's third touchdown of the game yep. so you guys now take the lead your your first lead of the game we're up by one 22 you got a one point lead and that lead lasted all of about uh, 15 seconds because uh, so you go for two in that spot understood because you're only up one right you should go for two there doesn't make sense to yep. get the point so they you go for it uh, Arno rolls out throws the ball was that Conroy who intercepted it and ran it back no, ran back the two I don't, I don't remember, remember either and I didn't have a number down here but yeah, and so they then they run the play back for two points. Everyone, everyone around me and the bleachers is asking, "What happened? So what? Do, did they get a touchdown? Was it?" I'm, no. going, I'm going. I knew the rule all along. Yeah. I said they're getting two. They're points. getting two points. Everybody and they're going to retake down. the lead. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that yeah. was, it turned out to be your only lead of the night, and it was you know short lived. Yeah, short lived. 
which kind um, of was, was uh, you know, it seemed like when you guys had good plays, you know, they'd get a big play right after. And this was, yeah, man, a, I mean, it, that was a, that was a frustrating play, man. I, you know, I, I'm, I, I don't really mind the call there. You know, we, we want to be an aggressive team. You know, I, I don't know how else to say it. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not a non-aggressive guy. Um, <laughs> as regards right. to football. So, you know, we want to be an aggressive team. We want to go out there and we want to get points when we think we can get them. We want to catch teams when we think we can catch them. And Redding made a really good play on that to pick it off. The thing that's frustrating to me is not the pick. It's that – The very next – well, the next time no, they get the it's ball. No, it's not oh, even okay. that. What, it's what? that he ran through three tackles. It's not oh, okay. like he yeah, was right. untouched no, 98 no, yards right. up the sideline right. to the end zone. We make a tackle on the three – you know, on the 30 – you know, and, and, and we we still have our one-point lead and the momentum is still there, you know. It's that we all of a sudden had three or four guys, and you can see it on cut, who just were very nonchalant about what it is that they had to do and were tackling with their hands instead of their hips and their feet, and he just kept running. So, to me, that's just effort. And so, you know, I had two plays – in the special team set that really bothered me. And I said it to the, said it to the guys and I'll say it here. Cause it's no secret. Uh, the, the deep, the, excuse me, the big pass plays that really bothered me for touchdowns weren't necessarily the jet read action, right? Like that outside run action where the safety bites and comes up and the guy, okay, that's a hard play for people. That for was the, and that was the play that happened right after this, right? Yeah, was that probably. The, the, yeah, 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 yeah. That was the, okay, so like that's, that's, next, yeah. that's a tough play for that defensive back. Anybody who hasn't played defensive back doesn't know how hard it is to diagnose run pass play action. When you're in man coverage on a slot guy, like that's not an easy task. So at least there we're making the mistake with regards to football, you know, that I can deal with that. That's okay. Uh, the slant pass that went for six was sloppy technique on our part. So that's frustrating to me. We had it covered up, should have tackled it, didn't. And um, the cross-up on the motion that went for their first touchdown of the game, that bothers me because we know better than that. We know our rules. We teach our rules. That's a mental mistake that gave them free points, right? So that's 14 free points right there. Then on that PAT, a guy was falling asleep on the sideline um, that we faked and went for two. Guy fell asleep on the sideline and didn't get out for the unit. So we had to burn a 20-second timeout, which we could have used at, at the, end the end of the, the game, game when yeah. we were trying to stop the right. clock, but I ran out of timeouts because well, I had to burn them yeah. for a situation like that. Then when we got the unit out there and we ran the play, guys got nonchalant on the run back, right? So there's two points plus the kickoff return is seven points. That's nine free points right there. Right. right. In the and last minute 19 of the third quarter where you guys were up 22-21, now you're suddenly down 30-22. So it's an excellent lesson for us and an excellent lesson for, you know, all you guys out there in radio land who are who are – TV land and, who are anti-TV well, both, land. and we, we should like just let a warning to our affiliates know we may be running a little bit over. But yeah. anyway, that's, who uh, are who are football are you fans? Shocked about that? No, that that something that's very very small, like having to use a thirty second timeout, you know, for a unit adjustment or whatever. Uh, a really small play can have really big implications at the end of the game. I mean, Absolutely. I asked my guys to look at the scoreboard at the end of the game, and I said, "What's the what's the difference there?" And they go eight points. I go, how many points do we give them? And they go, nine points. Yeah. You don't got to be a mathemologist to figure that one out, you know, so. No. <laughs> so, yeah, those are I'm, – I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm wicked proud of my team. We yeah, battled. No, no, we understand. fought. We're, our grit was we're there. We're going to get to all that. All of that. Yeah. But. That's why we're going to run over. We're going to get Those little stuff. things 
contributed to us losing that football game. And we need to learn from that the same way we learned from Woburn that you can't mail in effort and expect to win. We, we learned that lesson. Now we got another little lesson to learn, you know, on on being focused on the details. And I had forgotten you had taken that time out on the the two point attempt there, uh, because uh, you know, again, it's uh, sometimes hard to see over on the far side of the field what's really going on over there. You guys, yeah. you guys are a million miles away. That Reading place has like no bleachers on the visiting side. No, it does so, not. Uh, it does not. Yeah, so you've got the unique thing of being like a half a mile away up in the stands. <laughs> uh, you know, my binoculars weren't as strong as I th- thought yeah. they'd be. Uh, yeah, so you know, you go into that fourth quarter, and then they score another. Uh, touchdown with a little under eight minutes left they're up uh yep. they're up 37 22 again uh, this is an example of again i just love the fight that you guys showed for the whole game i mean you're down 21 three late in the second quarter and you, you fought hard you got it closer by halftime here you know a little under eight minutes left now you're down two scores again you know it feels like all the air has kind of been blown out of the balloon and but you guys again show a lot of fight and uh Boy, that last drive, I, I made some notes here on Avery Arno, and this is why we're going to run long, folks, because I need to get some good Avery Arno love in here. Do because, it. You know, you've been talking for weeks about how, how Avery is not wired like your typical quarterback. Like, for him, it's all about the team. He doesn't care about his individual numbers. You know, he doesn't care about any of that stuff. He just wants to make sure you're winning games. And quarterbacks, that really, that that's their number one goal. They're the ones that are going to be big at the big moments at the end of the game when you, when you need them to. Well, I had some stats for Avery, and I think he was like 9 of 20 for 99 yards and an interception for the first uh, 42 minutes of the game. <laughs> then with a minute 57 to go, you guys are down two touchdowns. Uh, you know, by the way, a frustrating thing I know here, uh, Redding, you know, has a drive of almost five minutes, which was a huge clock killer. So when you, by the time you get the ball back, you're still down 15, and you've only got a minute 57 left. So you got to score quick. Well, Avery Arno, who, you know, again, kind of, you know, those were kind of pedestrian numbers through the first 42 minutes. Last drive, he's four of five for 82 yards. All of those to Jared Edwards, who, by the way, also had a huge game, 148 yards in receptions and uh, top, uh, ended the drive. Uh, it was an 82-yard scoring drive with a nine-yard touchdown catch. And, you know, we, we probably should have known that maybe there was something special with Arno and Edwards because Edwards did catch that 45-yard deep pass from Arno at the end of the first half on yep. that scoring drive that helped – close the gap at yeah, halftime that was a great ball so it was that was a really pretty pass and then boy you just you know this just came out of nowhere i mean the all passing attack you didn't even you know all five plays on the drive were passing plays yeah I mean, so but you needed that obviously you were running out of time you had to go to kind of the hurry up offense but but boy talk about how proud you must have been you know just watching arno and edwards just hooking up there on that uh that last what turned out to be your last drive. Of the yeah, game. I was, you know, they we weren't able to get those guys going last week, you know, so I was really excited that that Avery and, and Jared were able to hook up and 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 feel that success. They're a great combination. Um, you know, Avery's they're both just studs, you know, and we say a lot of the time in, in our in our program, I say it to Avery a lot because I'm usually the guy talking with him until call time, you know, like, um, you know, you want to be the man, be the man. Right. Like, don't don't wait. You want to be the man, be the man. Go out there and just be the man. You're a great athlete. You're a great quarterback. Throw the ball. You know, don't overthink. Run your read structures. Do you do what you're taught to do and uh, and throw the ball. So he did a great job there. Put Jared in a couple of great back shoulder fades. The first one, a nice back shoulder fade catch, I think. And then uh, just threw a jump ball up to him a little bit in double coverage on the second one. And Jared was just able to get up there and make a really great great play on the football and jared's just a you know coach fiore came over for the handshake and he goes boy q that number four i go yeah he's he's special um he's going to be playing at the next level you know and uh 
And then we tried to ex-isolate and get Hubsy on the touchdown because we figured they would be key and Jared since we were throwing the rock a bunch in that drive. And uh, he wasn't able to get in and out of his cut on that particular one. And we went back to Ja on a slant. And uh, Avery threw a real nice ball, put it right in his basket, you know. So um, it was a great drive for them, you know. And, again, I think shows our offense that we have the ability to score quickly when we need to score quickly, you know. And you want to be an offense that can chew clock when it needs to, and you want to be an offense that um, can exist outside of the clock <laughs> when it needs to. And, um, you know, we did a we did a great job on that drive, and, and Coach Avery did a great job on that drive and called timeouts when we needed to on that drive to set it all up and able to get in the end zone and keep keep the game alive, you know, which is really important to us is to, is, you know, to show teams, whoever we're playing, that, don't don't go to sleep you know this this team's going to keep fighting this team's going to keep playing it's going to keep trying to get in the end zone it's going to keep trying to stop you so i was really proud of the the offense putting that drive together at the end of the game and uh glad for avery to have a little bit of success still a lot to clean up a little bit technique wise and stuff like that for him he's still a young kid oh of course yeah, you know i mean sure he, i have to keep reminding myself he started four games he hasn't yeah. even been halfway through his first varsity season yet you know so um I have to keep kind of reminding myself of that. Yeah, well, again, just, you know, clutch performance there at the end. He, you know, he passes for 82 of his uh, 179 yards on that uh, that drive late when, uh, you know, you needed it, and that's when he kind of really showed his uh, showed his colors there. And, uh, yeah, big, uh, big time uh, play. You know, again, just uh, – Almost at 400 yards for the season, too. 378 for the season so far. 378 okay. and four touchdowns. I can't wait to read those stats. I know you emailed them to me, but I – Not like yet. To... I didn't. I just, oh, you have I, I right. just took a picture. I just took a picture coming oh, in because oh, I was a little bit, oh, I was a little bit late getting out, yeah, of the, okay. getting out of the house. I, well, I can't wait to actually read them via email. So that, that'll probably be coming after we finish this probably. podcast. But uh, hopefully, fingers crossed on that one. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the onside kick, uh, really quick here. I mean, it was a pop-up attempt. Were you Was Hampton trying to, like, just hope it maybe went over a guy's head because it went right to the – I mean, some, sometimes the kicker likes to kick it into the ground and then hope for that kind of, like, crazy bounce. And instead he just sort of, like, pitch wedged. You know, yeah, like, I mean, you we know, have, we have a lot of different onsides options. Uh, Coach Juice is, shall we say, an imaginative special teams coach um we got a lot going on um so yeah we you know i said it to him i go he's got he's got full reign call what you want in terms of what it is I, you know all i go up and say is hey let's onside it you know it's up to him to he's the guy who's been looking at their formations he's the guy who's been looking at them on film for special teams you know a heck of a lot more than i have so you know that was the onsides he called and um you know, he wanted a little pop one. Hampy's good at that kick. He's a little bit better at that kick than he is at the skull. Um, yeah. So that's the route yeah. we went. Just didn't, you know. Yeah, and unfortunately, like you said, as you as you said earlier, uh, you know, you, you lost a timeout there in the second half along the way, or you had to burn one, and as a result, you didn't have Well, he we also lost yeah. a great opportunity, too, that not a lot of people saw on, on our last punt of the game. Um, on our last punt of the game, okay. the, the Redding punt returner, Fair, caught it right went signaled the fair catch and then muffed and it it hit him in oh, the, it right. hit him okay, in the yeah. gut and fell to the ground and we had three guys in coverage who rule number 1 there is if you see fair catch muff first guy just flattens the return man that ball's going to squirt out of there we had two guys there redden didn't have anybody around it uh the referee blew the whistle as the ball came in literally mm. um blew the whistle so the muff was out of play our guy just our guy just pulled up and stopped because the whistle blew which is what we teach him to do the whistle blows stop um 
And the back judge apologized. You know, he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It was a mistake. You know, we're not robots, man. It happens. Like, that's not an easy job. But we it's lost. one of the few flaws the officials had. They had a great game. night. Yeah, that was a good did. crew. They I'm, did. That was a great they crew. Did. They did a great job. Um, I'm not complaining about it, you know. But, yeah, it's a big moment. It's a big moment on a punt. Like, we get that ball back. We get it back on the 35, you know. Like, maybe we get it. Maybe we don't. But by rule, we should have had an opportunity to challenge that, you know. Not challenge, like red flag challenge. But we should have had an opportunity to to attack the return man on the punt on the punt muff and and we didn't get a chance to do that so um definitely kind of a little bit of a bad bad break for us on that regard well last uh last weird stat i want to bring up as i was kind of compiling my notes here for our uh, interview this week uh from you know notes from the reading game uh, just kind of illustrate how explosive your offense uh, can be your four touchdowns uh, your four touchdown drives, you ran 25 plays, and the total length of those drives time-wise was a little under eight minutes. <laughs> the field goal that you scored in the second quarter was a 12-play, 36-yard drive that took a little over six minutes. <laughs> so it took a little – it took 6.05 for you to score three points. It took you 7.44 to score uh, the, uh, the uh, what, uh, 26 points as it uh, uh, turned <laughs> out there. Uh, you know, just kind of uh, – that's funny. Weird, uh, weird kind of anomaly. Well, I just noticed that because every time you guys were scoring, they were really short drives. And, you know, going back to your play with the you know, the missed opportunity on the muff punt, well, it, what really doubled down on that that turned out to be the, you know, the death knell for you guys was, you know, Redding runs nine plays for 38 yards, but they, they kill almost five minutes off the clock. And that's what kind of left you guys in a bind, You're, you know, having to score 15 points in the last two minutes, which yeah. is, is tough because, right, you got to score and then you got to, you know, onside kick, recover, and then, you know, and – but, uh, but your guys, like I said, they showed an awful lot of heart a couple of times. I mean, certainly uh, there's been some past games against Reading uh, in your era that have not been as uh, competitive. And, uh, yeah, here, you you know, again, you, you played hard for the full 44. I think, you know, yeah. you say you got to be proud of your guys. Now you go into a game against uh, Winchester this week, a team last year. They beat you by 20 points at their place. Also a team that, as I was looking at box scores, uh, apparently just lost their first game the other night to Lexington, which will be the team you're playing in two weeks. Uh, things seem to be kind of jumbled up in the Liberty Division. Yeah, and, there's, uh, it's and open. There's, there's an opportunity there, and you guys are going to be back at home finally after the uh, three weeks on the road. Uh, the Harris crowd, uh, Harris Field crowd, should be pumped up and should be in full attendance, uh, ready to see some exciting football uh, this week. Yeah, um, you know we're we're excited about our performance. Obviously, this past week, not excited to lose, but you know, I think we've shown hopefully to Reading, which is a, a you know a well-established program in this state uh you know they ran us out in the first two years uh they haven't run us out since you know we've we've the last three years we've had really quality football games we've played quality football games against that team uh we were you know a touchdown away last year um and this was a close game that went down to the last two minutes as well so we're proud of that that's a, a good indicator for us right is uh, what is the level of competition that we're bringing to the table on a week-to-week basis against quality opponents? So we're really excited about that. Winchester's off to a great start. You know, Wally, Coach Dembo's over there doing a great job. Um, that was a game that I think we took a little bit for granted, our team did last year, and they made us pay for it over at their house. We played uninspired football in that game. Um, you know, we got we to gotta keep our mentality Right, kind of keep our hunger uh, going into this one because that's a good football team coming into Harris Field. Now we're a good football team too, and it's going to be nice to get back at home where you know we're one and zero. I mean, we've only had one game here at home in the first four weeks, you know. So we're 
we're excited to get back to our own field and kind of, you know, get to come out of our own house and not have to take a bus ride and all that stuff. It'll be the first time in three weeks to do that. Um, and the Liberty is the Liberty is a jumble, right? I mean, Woburn now is two and zero. So after in the league after starting, yeah. By the way, shout uh, Ryan Ludwig uh, took off. Uh, he's now got seven touchdowns in the last two weeks. He had four against against you guys, and then three more this past week against Arlington. So he's been on an absolute. Yeah, tear. he's been on a little bit of a tear. Um, you know, so they're sitting they're sitting up top now. They got to get into their teeth a little bit here. Um, you know, they've got to. They've got to get into their teeth a little bit here. And, I think and, they opened with a lot of home games, too, so they're going to probably uh, – Yep, they're going to have to be out. on the road a little bit. They, I think they've been at home the whole way. Uh, I, I don't think they've right. been on the road yet. Um, I think they've been at home the whole way. And um, and they got some big opponents that they're going to have to contend with, too. So, the, yeah, the, the Middlesex Liberty is a, is a, is a jumble. Um, I really do think it's anybody's ball game. I think there's a lot of parity. There's a lot more parity in the Middlesex Liberty this year. Uh, everybody's pretty good, right? Like every team in there can put some wins together. Um, Winchester obviously has had a great start. Um, you know, Woburn after a little bit of an 0 and 2 skid is now, you know, two and two with, with two wins in the large, um, Reading is Reading. Lexington is a great football team. They're going to contend. Um, and we think that we're, we have a team that can mix it up and contend in this league too. Um, sure. so we're just really excited about the last three weeks of league play. We know, uh, a win against Winchester puts us in great shape with, with playoff contention, sure. um, all of that. So we're really excited to just go out and have a great week of practice. And that's what we're focusing on. We've, we've done a good job this year, minus one game of staying within the day and not getting outside of our tree and, and looking at the big picture things. So, you know, we did that going into Reading, and it, it pr provided us a quality result. Um, now we need to do exactly the same thing going into going into Winchester and hopefully give the fans at Harris something to cheer about on Friday night. Yeah, well, we're all excited too, Coach. Of course, BHS Sports TV will uh, be at Harris Field uh, this week to right. uh, cover the uh, the Belmont Winchester game. Joe Habilo returns as well. Hey. Back in the booth. Yes, I don't Rekai know. me. No, I no, love nobody's it. happier about that than myself. Believe me, I'm kind of done with the solo act there. Uh, so glad to have Joe back. Joe and I will be on the call uh, this coming uh, Friday. So uh, it should be a lot of fun. And uh, well, I, I said, any other uh, final thoughts as we wrap up here, Coach? Nope, I'm just excited to uh, excited to be back home this week. Uh, couldn't be more excited for that, and it's always a great atmosphere at Harris. I know the band's been itching to get back out there too, so they'll be out in full force playing their show. And if you're uh, not doing anything on a Friday night, come down on Concord Ave and watch some good high school football. Yes, I got to hear more brass bananas, especially you know, now I, because the Hurricanes, the Carolina Hurricanes, have decided to wear. Their I was thinking of you jerseys. when I saw that. I was thinking of yes. you when I saw that. They're going to do it in two games against the Bruins. Talk about going back Love to the it. 80s. Uh, as we wrap up this week, just want to remind you, all of our podcasts with Coach Q can be found online at belmontmedia.org slash podcast. Also on soundcloud.com by searching Belmont Media. Get the SoundCloud app. It's free. Uh, you can find it on iTunes and Google Play stores. All of our links to our weekly interviews with Coach Q are posted on both Facebook and Twitter. Become a Facebook fan by searching Timeout for Sports Talk. Again, a reminder, our Twitter handle is at TOSTBMC. So until next week, for Coach Q, I'm Todd Bloniars saying go Marauders, and thank you for checking out the TOST Toddcast right here on the Belmont Media Podcast Network.